Vice Chair of the Albemarle County School Board, and it is always a pleasure to welcome in Dr. Kate Acuff. Dr. Acuff, good to see you. Good to see you too, Jay. Yeah, thanks for coming into the studio. Now, she will remain silent. She has the right to remain silent during the interview, but the uh, Legislative and Public Affairs Officer for Communications for the Division, mm-hmm. Helen Dunn, is also with us, so we acknowledge her. She has told me she she d- doesn't need to share with us this morning, but that doesn't mean we might not have something to ask Dr. Acuff later. No, in all seriousness, it's good to have you. Let's talk about uh, your last school board meeting. Did the superintendent at that point present the operating budget for the next year? On the 22nd, the superintendent uh, presented his uh, draft funding request. And then last night, the school board had its first working meeting on that budget, mm. on that funding request, trying to understand what was what the revenues and the uh, proposed spending were going to be. So, Dr. Aitka, as a process matter, does the, tell us how it works. So, so Dr. Haas will make the recommendations to you all, and then you all will take it to the Board of Supervisors for funding? Is that the, the, the That's pattern? That's the basic dance step, yeah. Um, but at, at this point, it's not a budget. I mean, people are talking budget, but at this point, it is a funding request, which what does uh, the superintendent and the his cabinet believe uh, are the expenditures that we need to make to keep uh, us uh, working toward our strategic goals? What does it take to run this oper- this this outfit? Uh, and this is just the operating budget we're talking about. We will then, as a school board, make a presentation to the board of supervisors with our funding request. And the reason it's a funding request and not a budget at this point is because we don't have the numbers. We don't have the final revenue numbers. Once we do, or very close to having them, we will then balance the budget like anybody has to do. Hmm. But uh, right now, people probably are maybe aware that the uh, General Assembly is still noodling about what the budget is going to be at the state level. And uh, right now, there's a pretty big... uh, spread in terms of what the Del- the House and the Senate versions are. Mm, interesting. You know, I think a lot of us, Dr. Kate Acuff is whom we're talking with, vice chair of the Alamo County School Board. Uh, the funding request uh, was made by Dr. Haas, the superintendent, on February 22nd. That's a uh, week ago yesterday. And then you had your, your work session, as you said. I don't think people really, we, it's kind of in the back of our mind, Dr. Acuff, about the General Assembly. But I would imagine that their funding, does it play... I want to use the appropriate word. Does it play a major role into what you all can and cannot do at times? Yes, all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. a, there was a study in last fall, last summer or fall that looked at uh, overall public education funding for uh, Virginia public schools, and we are in the bottom half in the country in terms of per student funding. So we're starting in the bucket to, to begin with. Um, but also, we get about 25, 28% of our total revenue each year from the state. And this year, we are particularly vulnerable because they recalculated the composite index. Mm. And I don't want to get too far in the weeds. People will drive off the side of the road listening. But um, the composite index is supposed to be a measure of a community's ability to pay. So... And I am absolutely in support of that. I don't think children in poor communities should suffer because their communities are less well off. Mm. But the formula itself is really 
bad. And this year, the recalculation is going to cost Albemarle County about $9 million this year and next year. And um, I can get into the details of why it's a bad measure, but um, that is the bulk when, when you've seen headlines that there's a $13 million gap between revenue and our proposed expenditures. $9 million is because the state is paying us that much less. Mm. Dr. Kate Acuff is with us. Appreciate that explanation. We're talking about the funding request that will ultimately become an operating budget for the Division of Albemarle County Schools serving over 14,000 kids. You know, it's interesting, too. I would love to clarify something that you and I were just talking about prior to our interview. You know, in our community, we hear about and we often hear in the, in in our news reporting on the division about all the capital projects, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the overcrowding at Mountain View Elementary, the Lambs Roads High School Center, too. And even candidates running for Board of Supervisors are saying, hey, these are priorities that we have. These cap- capital projects are important. Now, I mistakenly assumed, I'm like, oh, well, that's in the budget, right, for this year. <laughs> these That's not correct, is it? Well, it's true and it's not true. I mean... Mm-hmm. We have two distinct budgets. We have a uh, operating budget, which is how we pay our teachers and our bus drivers and, and, uh, and how we supply our classrooms. And then we have our capital budget, and that we do jointly with the Board of Supervisors, and we have a five-year plan. So, and they're, uh, obviously, some of our capital projects will have operating budget impacts because you're going to have to hire teachers for the new school, right? Sure. But the the capital projects that you're probably talking about, Center 2, which is scheduled to be built on the Lambs Lane campus, just if you're looking at Albemarle High School, just to the left, we're going right. to bash down that old uh, building services uh, structure and put the center there. Mm. And then Mountain, the uh, new school across from Albemarle, from Monticello High School to alleviate the overcrowding at Mountain View, um, that well, that b- both are scheduled to open. What is it in the twenty nine in the twenty nine school year? Two thousand twenty nine. Correct. Wow. Twenty okay. maybe twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and that will. It, and and the issues about the capital budget is that those were approved by the board of supervisors center two in 2019 without any escalation in the and then it was paused because of covid mm-hmm. so so that we have in terms of coming up with the budgets for those the actual construction budgets uh, they have been too low yeah and cost so, of materials i'm sure cost has of changed. materials inflation yeah. uh, and um Fortunately, for a big chunk of that, the supervisors have put in some more money. Mm. Uh, we're still going to have to trim a little bit, I think, but uh, we're, we're going forward. We're talking with Dr. Kate Acuff. So, of course, the you know the I talk about this in news media all the time. We go after the big shiny thing, right? So, you when you when you're building capital projects, that's the shiny newsworthy thing. But the but the actual uh, operating request is really important. There are priorities that you as a board have. So when you look at this initial funding request, whether it's paying teachers or, you know, some of the other things, what what are priorities for you, Dr. Acuff, you know, first, and then what you've heard from your colleagues? Well, the areas where we really have seen some increase in, in our costs, I mean, you mentioned inflation, about mm-hmm. $1.4 million 
uh, inflation is built into this. Our health plan costs have gone up. We, uh, although we have a health plan, we self-insure with a county and other uh, local entities, uh, we're about 75% of the covered people. Uh, so those health care costs have a big impact on us. We have built into the budget a 3% um, pay raise, uh, whether that uh, it's penciled in at this point, uh, mm-hmm. because we also have in the budget, uh, you may recall the governor called for 2% um, salary increase mid-year. Um, and we went through with that. What a lot of people don't understand is that when the governor says 2% for teachers, a, that 2% from the state doesn't cover all of our teachers by a long shot. And secondly, we don't give it a raise to just teachers. We give it to all of our staff. So mm. that ended up costing us $2 million. Uh, and we have to incorporate that into this year's budget because it wasn't budgeted last year. Uh, we, one of the programs that I, I've long, I'm, I have a background in public health. I've long been a supporter of uh, dealing with the mental health and the social emotional skills of our students, you can't you can't learn if you're not uh, physically, mentally, and cognitively ready to learn. So we started a program with COVID funding uh, to have mental health counselors in all of our schools, and we very strongly want I strongly want to continue that. That's about two point six million. Hmm. Um, those are the. I mean, we have had an increase in. Um, Special ed costs. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to stop you there for just a second, respectfully, Dr. Acuff sure. is our guest. I, I'm sorry. I, no, no, I, tend, no. I tend to monologue. <laughs> no, it's because I, I had a, a conversation with, with an administrator who, sh- who shared with me what I think a lot of people are not aware of, that an overwhelming aspect of their job is behavioral and mental health management of the students. And I was, I wasn't blown away by it when I think of the trauma that kids are experiencing, the broken homes, the the screens. But if you take that into consideration, that is a unbelievable responsibility of dealing with the parents, the kids, and their mental health, and they're bringing all that to school. You know, and it's like, and and you got once they're there, it's their responsibility to try to deal with whatever they're bringing through the door. And I I didn't. So it's interesting that you that you're allocating resources to to support the needs that you're seeing in the populace. I would love to come back and talk only about that because that's an enormous area. We have incredible data about the number of contacts students make uh, with the counselors. Uh, we have uh, a, a lot of positive feedback, not only about the magnitude of the issues, but about the positive benefits of of working with teachers about how to build resilience in our kids, but also teaching students or kids um, coping mechanisms, ways to deal with their their mental health issues, and sometimes, you know, getting more serious mental health intervention and and family support intervention. But um, you cannot learn if you're not, uh, if you don't deal with these issues. Yeah. Well said, Dr. Acuff. I, I, we definitely want to have you back because we've run out of time and we've just touched, we've <laughs> okay. literally just touched the surface of uh, the funding request from Dr. Haas. I assume if people want to see it, they can go to k12albemoral.org. Exactly right. And okay. I want to be positive about this. We're hopeful that we'll get more money both from the state and from local governments. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, this 
funding gap is about 5% of the budget, we, we can close this gap. Yeah, we certainly can. And I know you want to be competitive for, for teachers and staff overall. Absolutely. Yeah, in terms of that. So, well, very good. We are we have had a conversation with Dr. Kate Acuff. It's always good to see you. Thank you, Dr. Great Acuff. Great seeing you. Too. Yeah, indeed. We'll archive the conversation at WINA.com because there is certainly a substantial amount of information uh, that we need to deal with. And we'll continue to do it.